0: Welcome to the Dog Show with Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk AM 1150. What a cold day to take your dog for a walk here in Seattle. Nonetheless, a great day. But if your dog is uh, has little body fat or little hair coat, fur coat, maybe they need a jacket. Bundle up. Yeah. No. No. You know, I, I talked about this a few weeks ago. Some people are like sheepish about putting a jacket <laughs> on their dogs, and you know, if you have like a Italian greyhound or something, don't yeah. be. <laughs> if you've got a husky, Cold. that's one yeah. thing. But uh, yeah, yeah exactly. otherwise, why not? Yeah, It's keep your dog warm for sure. But it is beautiful and sunny here. And we have a great show today. As always, first, though, before I bring on Dr. Donna Kelleher and her client, Kara, to talk about one of her shih tzus, Peekaboo, whose life was saved by Dr. Kelleher, um, I just want to say we are... um having a wonderful celebration on November 22nd that all listeners of the show are invited to. It's going to be at the Natural Pet Pantry in Kirkland. It's from 6 p.m. on, probably until at least 9 or 10. Um, We're doing a fundraiser for the Healing Allies Project, which is a new nonprofit, a forming nonprofit, that um, trains service dogs for people with Tourette syndrome. Um, Great, great work. And we're just celebrating, in doing this fundraiser, celebrating the 300th episode of this show, which is in two weeks. So can't wait for that. Um, the party is being sponsored by Titan Hard Cider. So we'll be offering that um, as and other refreshments. And somebody emailed me, a listener emailed me and asked if there was a charge to get in. No, there is not. Oh, good question. Though. Yeah. So come one, come all. To the uh, celebration of the 300th episode, we're doing a fundraiser for the Healing Allies Project Saturday, November 22nd, starting at 6 p.m. at the Natural Pet Pantry in Kirkland. You can go to naturalpetpantry.com to get their um, address or just look up PCC in Kirkland. It's in the same parking lot there. So, And then real quick, um, my little spot aired, premiered last night on A&E Network. So if you watch A&E Network, it's going to continue to air um I don't know how long, but for at least a month, I think. So keep your eye out. It's very short, but it's um, it's pretty cool. So if you see me and uh, in the booth and working with dogs. Um, I saw it, and you spe- looked great. I got to say, you. it was fantastic. Thank so. you. It was really fun. Okay, so Dr. Kelleher, do we have you? Yes. Okay, wonderful. So now this is a great story. Now, welcome back to the show, first of all, Dr. Kelleher. I've had you on a few times, and um, always wonderful to have you share your expertise um, in holistic Thanks veterinary medicine. Me uh thank Dr.
1: Thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah. Dr. Kelleher's website is wholepetvet.com, and that's whole as in W-H-O-L-E, petvet.com. Great resource, lots of um, lots of information regarding your pet's health and well-being there. So definitely check that out. And then with me in the booth is Kara Anderson, who is the one of the human guardians of a little Shih Tzu named Peekaboo, who is now four years old, female. And this is an interesting story. So um, what I want to do is just start off, Kara, and, um, I mean, the why we have you both on is because you connected with Dr. Kelleher who saved your dog's life, and Peekaboo is now, um, um, I think, like not fully, fully recovered, but pretty darn close from where she was, and she had been given a terminal diagnosis about six or so months ago, or no, longer than that ago?
2: Um, The onset of the the diagnosis is from six to two years of when it, that they... That they told us. Okay,
0: so tell us about um, what I'd like for you to share is the symptoms that she showed that let you know that something was wrong in the first place, and then just give us a little bit of history about kind of your your road before you got connected with Dr. Kelleher.
2: Sure. Um, yeah. So Peekaboo's our four year old. She's our baby, and um, this is around the holidays last year in 2013. She normally she's an eight pound um, Shih Tzu. She runs a mile a minute. I mean, all day long, just active as all get out. We have two other Shih Tzu's, and comparing those to her, they just sleep all day. So, yeah, clearly Peekaboo's just she's just a charmer. She just goes, goes, goes. Um, around Christmas, she started slowing down, and it was like the Monday after Christmas, December thirtieth, that she um, just came to a halt, mm. and it was the strangest thing. She just like she just wouldn't do anything. Um, She would eat and drink, but she just, just nothing. And and that's when we really knew something was wrong. Up to that point, um, there were symptoms, but we weren't really aware that those symptoms were a problem. And from there, um, uh, we took her to the vet. We had thought, they thought maybe there was something wrong with her mouth because she wouldn't let them touch her head. And A couple nights before, i had made popcorn, which is very rare. I don't normally ever feed the dogs popcorn. This is just a really rare occurrence. But it was like the holiday weekend. (laughs) Um, And they used to get about four pieces of popcorn. But she wouldn't eat it. So Uh. she took a bite, and I thought maybe the salt had gotten, made something like an impacted tooth hurt. Yeah. And so... um, so that was the one thing. So unfortunately, we, I think we misled the vet by taking her the, that following Monday, saying that something was wrong with her mouth because she wouldn't eat the popcorn. So they were really nice. They took her in. They gave her a general antibiotic and um, a pain reliever because they thought, well, if she won't let us touch her head at the moment, maybe the pain in the antibiotic will help, you know, kill or stop whatever's going on in her mouth. Then we can bring her back a couple of days later and see what's going on. Mm-hmm. So um, – from there, uh, they we did that. We brought her home. She did appear to feel better, um, but it, it was she got her. She seemed to have more energy, but there was still something wrong. But we we, we really couldn't tell yeah. what it was yet. Um, so you figured out that it wasn't
0: the tooth, yeah. And so, then
2: you went to a specialist. Well, yeah. So back to uh, so back so that week. We monitored her. She was good for a couple of days. She started getting worse, and over the weekend again, her energy went to zero. And this is what's—I kind of feel like we're really bad moms, but I mean, we try not to be. We, for the most part, we have three healthy dogs and a cat that is like 20. Um, but she lost three pounds that week. And, wow. Yeah, she went to five pounds on Monday, so we we rest her back down there. She was she was getting worse at this point. And this um, is still with the regular vet. This is, yeah, okay. with our local vet in our okay. neighborhood. Uh-huh. And um they took her back in and they kept her um there. They sent us home. And the, the scary part was they called us and said, We can't talk to you over the phone about what's wrong. We need you to come back down. So, mm. you know, but now we're both really oh, anxious, yeah. my partner and I, and we go down late in the day and they say they think it's meningitis. Okay. But they can't really prove it at this vet. Yeah. Because you need to do, I believe, an M R I. Okay. And Dr. Kelleher, please feel free to correct me when I go down. In oh, your world. it
1: all sounds good. I, <laughs> I, I, uh, yeah, I just I I knew she went blind at a certain point and yeah. had really severe symptoms, but I wasn't sure where that went. But yeah, anyway. we
2: haven't gotten to that part yet. Um, mm-hmm. so you did an MRI? No. So first, with the and so they said so we're it's like Monday now after New Year's, and they um they said we believe she has meningitis. You probably need to go to a neurologist specialist okay, and I'd get her there ASAP okay so they um, there's two emergency clinics in Seattle, I think two emergency hospitals, yeah. Linwood and Kirkland. Um, so for some reason, we felt we didn't understand the, s- the severity of the problem at this point, and I waited till the morning, and in the morning, I think she had a seizure, what looked to me to be a oh. seizure on uh-huh. the bathroom floor mmm. So I called up um, one of those emergency hospitals, and they were really nice. They said, we'll get the room prepped for a potential case of meningitis. Okay. Bring her in ASAP. Uh-huh. And this was horrible. I was just crying the whole way because at this point, I I thought we had lost her because yeah. she seemed so um, far gone. Yeah. And um, that's when I, they brought her in. They had the emergency doctor come out, and she noticed the blindness in one eye. Mm. It was bloodshot. um, And she didn't know at this point if it was permanent or not. Yeah. But she said um, she clearly doesn't have any vision in the right eye. Her vision in the left eye seems like it's been, um, is an issue, but she can follow, she can track some of the light. So anyway, so that was really all she said. We have to, and then she said, we have to um, take her. We'll we'll monitor her. We have to wait for the neurologist to be able to um, assess what to do next. Okay. And then they just took her and, we basically had to go home. Yeah. And so now we don't know what's going on. The neurologist does not have an opportunity to see her for, I believe, that entire day. Uh-huh. And um, they, said she was, they, they said she was okay, but we couldn't tell because we knew how critical of a state she'd gotten in, how much weight she'd lost between the first visit to the vet and the second visit and the seizure and the blindness. And it was just like a matter of, you know, the clock was ticking. Well, I think the next morning they got her in on an the MRI. They did a spinal tap and um that's when they brought us back in and they said it's GME.
0: Okay, which is granulomus meningoencephalitis. Correct.
2: Yep. How'd I do with that? That was good. Okay. It's
0: better than I can do. I was reading that. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so she's now been diagnosed with GME. And Doctor Kelleher, what is GME?
1: Well, I would say that people don't really know. We have a lot of diseases in Western, in I mean, in veterinary medicine that basically characterize the pathophysiology, like I'm saying, the symptomology of it, but don't say what the cause is. Okay. So you might have inflammation. It basically means inflammation um, of the CNS related to the meninges, but you it could be related to a distemper infection. Um, it could be in this case. Um, you know, I mean, it could be related to an autoimmune disorder, but I think it's not really a diagnosis. It's more of a, I mean, I know in Western medicine, it's considered a diagnosis, but it more just tells you what's going on in the brain, but not why. Okay. Does that makes sense?
0: Yeah, totally. Okay. So, um, so she's diagnosed with GME and then what do they, what do they
2: send you with after that? Okay. So now it gets, um, so it gets kind of, it gets more interesting. Yeah. So what happens is they say, they told us that in in order to confirm that this is what it is, the only thing they really could do to prove it is a brain biopsy. Oh. And thankfully, they said, we don't recommend it. I think that was the first time I ever had a veterinarian not want to run a procedure and charge us for it. Yeah. And the reason being it's too invasive. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Brain biopsy. Yeah. Okay. So um, they sent us home with, um, prednisone and Prilosec to help her absorb the prednisone. And I think Dr. Kelleher also knows why they were, why she was given Prilosec as well. And then a, a a third drug called Luflaminide, which is a, it's a drug that people use and it's not a very common drug, but it, um, I think they might use it for people who have lupus or different kind of weird diseases. Autoimmune. That, autoimmune diseases. Okay. So let me just ask Dr. Kelleher, why would they
0: prescribe Prilosec with prednisone?
1: Well, I think there's a couple of neurologists in the area that um, in the, the Prilosec, I think, is the omeprazole. I mean, I'm not a me- Western medicine expert here, um, but he, I think that, that he has, at least the one neurologist I'm thinking of, it lowers the CNS pressure. So,
0: uh,
1: in other words, the um, fluid that's around the, is pushing, um, because of all the inflammation, it's pushing up against the brain, and and that medication in particular has been shown to reduce that fluid, even though it's generally considered a GI. Yeah. um, Yeah, so it's just one of the things they're doing recently, and in terms terms of pharmaceuticals, and, Just to try to mitigate uh, so for this. For some dogs, it might work really great, and yeah. I'm really not sure. You know, okay. I, I again, Western medicine and pharmaceuticals in particular are my expertise. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah, and they had also um, prescribed a heavy-duty antibiotic as well that we had to get okay. from a compound pharmacy. I don't know the name of that, but okay, that. Um, the luflaminide we had to administer her wearing gloves because they're like you could technically get cancer of the hands. If oh, you great! Get this I know, and it's like, uh, and we're like this little do. eight pound Shih tzu, who's now a five pound Shih tzu, It's like this is just intense. Yeah, pretty harsh. Yeah.
0: Okay, so you've got all these medications. You're you're sent home with them and basically just give her these and and she's got she's got however now, long so, to live,
2: right, so this is the problem they said, from the onset of the disease to two years, so now we try to think back when how did long it start? has she been sick, yeah, and this is where some other symptoms appeared, okay, She panted and she trembled a lot, okay, but to know peekaboo she's an all black dog, um so i we have a plasma t v in a kind of a small t v room, and I kind of thought, well, she gets hot when we 're all sitting there, cuddled on the couch, yeah, the three dogs, yeah, and because of her black coat, she would pant, yeah, and then because she's also a little dog and and kind of has always been on the skittish side even though she's really not um she would tremble she would tremble yeah. with thunder on the television with when it rains with the winds and so she displayed those two symptoms a lot yeah but come to and find out I think
1: that might have been the fever breaking yeah. through yeah come to yeah. find
2: out that's the fever and pain mm-hmm. the trembling's the, mm-hmm. the pain yeah. and the fever is the um is the pain okay and so we didn't recognize those as, as true yeah. symptoms because they weren't constant.
0: So they're like two years generally from the onset of the condition, and you're trying to figure out, well, when did it start? Because mm-hmm. subtract that, and that's right. how much time we have left and with her.
2: almost as far as we could remember, she did both those things. Maybe not as a puppy. Okay. Maybe not before two.
0: So you guys have a whole bunch of drugs and and a whole bunch of fear of when is she going to die?
2: Yep. And okay. then at this point... Well, I'm getting ahead of myself, but yeah. So, so okay. Yeah. So,
0: now this pretty much brings us up to when we met. Yep. Okay. So, just real quick, I was um hanging out with a friend of mine. She, I was we were going to dinner. She had a work call. There was something going on <laughs> with where she worked. She was on the phone for like 25 minutes. I think I'm sitting in the passenger seat of her car. It's a beautiful sunny day, and I'm like, okay, I'm like, whatever, I'm just going to go and talk to people. I could tell you were bored. So <laughs> I was like, I got some dog show stickers. I'm just going to talk to people who have dogs and, you know, whatever. So I see Kara and her partner, partner Margaret, walking up the street and these three little shih tzus walking. I was like, oh, I'm going to go say hi to these guys. So I go over and I'm like, can I say hi to your dogs? And they're like, of course. And I, you know, look at the three of them and I see peekaboo. And I was just like, what is going
2: on with this dog? Yeah. So at this point, she'd been on the heavy duty steroids now. And she's got the symptoms of the cushy syndrome. Yeah. And her fur was a nightmare. It was all stringy and falling out. Yeah. I mean, you could tell I was, she's, something's up.
0: Yeah. So. Then I basically was just like, "You have to see Doctor Kelleher." Mm-hmm.
1: Sorry. Please, that was amazing. That is... I was like, "Geez, how do you
0: how do you find the perfect case?" Julie? I know. <laughs> they, I don't know. They find me. This was like divine intervention. I mean, it Karen was. and I have talked about this, and You're I think I said godsend. this to you too. Is like, I don't know. So, odd. so yeah. I gave them my card and I said, "Please get in touch with me, and I will connect you with Doctor Kelleher." And you did, mm-hmm. like. That day or
2: something. Well, like that. it was. We actually Soon. waited a couple weeks. It, I mean, couple I, weeks, really? I think it was about a couple weeks, only because I I kept like, oh, I don't know if anybody could help. Or clearly, they said it was a fatal diagnosis. Nothing we can do. Mm. We were watching this. We were watching this dog deteriorate, and we didn't have an end game. That was like we didn't even know what you know what she would pass from at some point, whether right. it be the steroid usage, the right. organ failure, the GME. Right. It, it just was. It was just on on, and I think what happened was we finally had to get a stroller to walk Peekaboo because she couldn't walk anymore because her body was just okay. It's just being eaten alive, and that's when it okay. was just a matter of a week or two after I saw you. And okay. so I'm calling, I'm calling that radio show gal, and I'm getting <laughs> okay. this doctor's number because she can't even walk anymore. Yeah.
0: and I was like, you have to call <laughs> Doctor Kelleher. like seriously. Okay, so Doctor Kelleher, now. You come into the picture, they make an appointment, and so tell us from your perspective, then you know how this unfolded once okay. you once you took this case over,
1: yeah, um, and you know, Kara, you can break in there if there's something I space out on, but yeah, I have her chart here, but um, it looks like um, I saw her, started seeing her in June and um, what I noticed was um, what I do for, I basically treated it like it was an autoimmune GME. Mm-hmm. Um, I, why they threw those big antibiotics at her was that in case it was a bacterial GME or, you know, some other infectious type of cause they were trying to get at any infectious type cause. Um, but Anyway, so I just went ahead and I realized, okay, well, if it was infectious, probably it would have gotten better already, and then they could reduce these other meds. But because she was still on the immune suppressive meds, and especially the meds that, like prednisone, that's causing the iatrogenic Cushing, she also got a urinary tract infection, and she was, her coat was had turned white, had kind of trained like a gray color. Plus, it was fall, you know, like Kara said, her, she basically had the symptoms of Cushing's and. But most Cushing's dogs um, have a red tongue. It's like a yin deficient kind of tongue from a TCM standpoint. And her tongue was pale, so I kind of went, okay, that means she's already going into a yang deficiency. You know. So anyway, in the way we look at things, it's pretty far along mm-hmm. in the Cushing's symptoms. Okay. Even though this dog was only four, so my main thing was we got to get her off this immune suppressive medication. It's just it's it's sort of one of those things where sometimes the treatment is worse than the disease. I don't know if that's the truth here, but. Um, and then I just knew that my, you know, herbs and my um, other treatments would help the dog be able to um, maintain on the autoimmune aspect of things. So you don't really have to suppress the immune system to treat autoimmune disease. You can sort of gently guide it into a different direction, if that makes sense.
0: Can you tell and us, so- can you just tell us real quick, because I am hearing autoimmune disease, ev- I mean, it's everywhere. And just yes. what? what it's an is... Epidemic what yeah. is an i mean if you can generalize <laughs> yeah, what is it i can
1: i can i can tell you my definition of it and that is anytime the immune system is confused which if you can imagine is a, is a lot it's it all the way from hay fever type allergies where mm. you know in a person or in a dog where you know they basically our bodies think a pollen grain is something to attack like a virus um, all the way up into something like this, or lupus or pamphagus, or um just now we actually have a whole bunch of autoimmune diseases that haven't really been characterized yet. It's yeah. just I'm seeing a lot of those where it's like, you know what? I bet this is autoimmune. basically, if the dog has a fever, that means he's mounting an immune response, and unless you can actually find a disease process like an infectious disease, he's mounting immune response towards then he's probably mounting it inappropriately. So if that's the case, um, then that is when holistic medicine can just be really—it's a godsend for these dogs because you're—you're you're not. It's not like suppression of it. You're, I mean, I, that is one approach. And it's certainly, like in the case of uh, autoimmune, like um, immune-mediated anemia or immune-mediated thrombocytopenia, where they're actually attacking their own platelets or attacking their own red blood cells. Um in that case, you may need to suppress that inflammation right because you 're in a you 're in like a life threatening maybe you only have hours or days left right. to live uh-huh. but once you get in the once you get into the maintenance of these things it 's not a way to maintain it it 's only a way to suppress it, and the body will always try to figure out a way around your suppression yeah. and the interesting thing about um uh, about holistic medicine treatment of these animals is that The the very dogs that um, don't respond well to the immune suppression in general, either they have side effects or maybe it doesn't even work for them all the time, at least the light doses, um, are the very dogs that respond the best to holistic medicine um, because their inflammation, their immune system can break through drugs pharmaceutical drugs. Mm. And if that's the case, then in my mind, I'm going, wow, that means this immune system is strong. Yeah. Now, maybe it's strong in the wrong direction. Right. You're like going, okay, not a good idea, <laughs> but maybe we can just gently guide it. It's almost like, Hey, that's a lot of strength there. If we can, yeah. and these are usually young dogs. Yeah. They've got a lot of they're and mm. they're usually the most energetic dogs. You know, they're not the like lay in the corner types. No. Um, And so they tend to be a little bit reactive, even on an emotional or behavioral level. And this is really, these are becoming epidemic. I feel like we are causing these things on a lot of levels, and that's another, I guess, conversation. (laughs) But at any rate, at this point, so what I, what, what the main thing that I found with this dog is when I did, I do a process called NAID. I think I've talked to you about that before. And it's an allergy elimination process. And what I wanted to do here was see if I could find any triggers. What was the original trigger for this autoimmune disease? And maybe there isn't one. Maybe it's all genetic, and normally these are purebred dogs that get these things. Not always. But in this case, when I looked at the distemper vaccine, I um, found a problem. I found that the dog, in, in the way that we see things, um basically kept that imbalance didn't process that um vaccine very well i guess that's a good way to say it and and kept that inflammation sort of circulating in the nervous system
0: it got stuck
1: it got stuck mm-hmm. that is exactly right and it got stuck in a specific way and so, you know, it's so hard for me to explain these things and not sound like I'm, you know, from another planet. <laughs> it's Like, who knows? Maybe I am from another planet. But <laughs> I was Kara, was, Kara was like, okay, it's kind of weird. But so we yeah. basically use the system to unblock that distemper vaccine. And it doesn't mean that the dog is going to, you know, be prone to distemper or something. It just means that we got Peekaboo to just process that vaccine a little bit better and move that stagnation. Um, and then we also simultaneously um, did a diet that would nurture the immune system to kind of keep away from uh, foods that will ignite an autoimmune yeah. condition.
2: Yeah, that
1: was a big part of it. I thought yeah. too, and Kara could probably talk to you more specifically about that. And I knew it was so nice with Kara too. Um, is that these guys were gonna do something about that in other words a lot of people come in and they want that holistic pill and it just doesn't work like that it's a process yeah. it's like okay you got to manage the diet we got to do these herbs that was a little bit of a process wasn't it Kara getting those oh, yeah. herbs into her <laughs> yep. and 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 figuring out a way and yeah. just realizing that there's always a way you know it's just a matter of how yeah. smart can you know we have to be a little smarter than yeah, <laughs> than yeah. the situation so I, think, I don't
0: know I think it's so interesting just as a little bit of a side note and I've thought about i've thought about this for years about this whole um i mean the state of our culture in in what's considered valid as far as science goes and blah 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 and oh my gosh i mean that's just a whole that's a can of worms but you know when we talk about basically You know, things uh, I I think of things a lot in terms of energy and like there's blockages of energy and movement of energy in different directions and in the body. And, you know, coming down to and it sounds like from what you were saying, it's it's like a would you say that it's sort of like a blockage, like an energetic blockage in a way?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would say definitely like she didn't want you to touch her head. Yeah. She didn't want you to touch her neck. She had a really lot of pain in those areas yeah. and that right there she's telling you that is where my blockage is. Okay. And it could be possible that the blockage is on that same meridian further along the meridian but in this case, you know, I believe the blockage was up by her head.
0: Okay. Now, we're talk so fundamentally we're talking about energy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we are. So why is it that it's like, you know, oh, you know, ooh, she's woo-woo, and she's from another planet, (laughs) and here she goes talking about energy. When we have all these friggin' laws of physics, Mm -hmm. that is, like, that's like a fundamental understanding that we have of, like, how everything, exactly. And, but but don't talk about energy in terms of the body and healing because you're wacky if you do that. I mean, it's like so. I think I,
1: I, yeah, I think it's really simple. I think our science hasn't gotten that far. Yeah, it hasn't ca- it hasn't caught up to that point. I, I, I mean, I think it I think it will, and it's starting to, and it's coming. You know, through meta for, through physics and, but I mean, to be able to measure those blockages, mm-hmm. um, with say an instrument or a tool or say a high tech. You know, diagnostic tests that somehow we buy that, but we don't buy, you know, like my system. I do a muscle testing system. Right. And so, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think so. it's just, I think things are changing though rapidly. People just want something that's going to work. They don't yeah. care if, if it's been, you know, exactly proven. If it, if it, if the proof is in like the poodle, the
0: animal, yeah, exactly, <laughs> whether it works for them. Yeah. Nadonna the has a book called the proof is in the poodle that's why i said that so you can get that <laughs> that's right. um hey we're gonna take a quick break um and then we're just gonna come back and jump right back into this conversation so we'll be back in just a few minutes we're talking with dr donna kelleher you can find her online at wholepetvet.com and that's w-h-o-l-e pet vet.com and we'll be back in just a few minutes you're listening to the dog show with julie forbes The Natural Pet Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals, offering eight different protein options
2: Wish your dog didn't hate going to the vet? Wish you were welcomed by a team who cared? Jet City Animal Clinic is an enjoyable respite from the same old thing. Dr. Anderson and her team have created a full-service facility that combines veterinary expertise with a comfortable style. Jet City Animal Clinic is located in Seattle's Capitol Hill neighborhood on 12th Avenue across from Seattle U. Bring your crazy questions, odd ideas, and alternative thinking. Jet City Animal Clinic will work with you to keep your furry family members healthy and happy. Traditionally educated with an open mind, call us at 206-329-0253 or email info at jetcityanimalclinic.com to make an appointment. Jet City Animal Clinic, a unique approach to the health care of your urban pet, a local family practice. JetCityAnimalClinic.com. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to the Northwest School of Animal Massage, we cover the world of animals. This week, November 16th, it's Vet Sunday with our favorite vet, Dr. Bill Burlingame, in the studio. We'll have open phone lines throughout the show for your animal medical care questions, plus there's so much to talk about with Dr. Bill, like the incredible healing work he's doing with cold laser and the latest shockwave therapy. Plan to join us, Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning 9 a.m. to noon right here on alternative talk a.m. 1150
0: pure air's powerful formula lets you eliminate pet odors safely it's strong enough to effectively get rid of smells like urine plus stronger odors like those that can be caused by illness pure air is safe enough to spray directly onto people animals or use in the bath or laundry pure air is perfect for dealing with dire situations refreshing your dog between baths or just before company comes Pure Air is the most effective product you can buy to remove stinky pet odors safely. Find it at stores like Mud Bay, McClendon's, and Natural Pet Pantry, or visit their website, pureair.com. That's pure, A-Y-R-E, dot com. I'm Julie Forbes, host of The Dog Show. Pure Air is the only odor eliminator you'll find in my home. You'll love it. Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair discusses issues that are important to you like good health and well-being, finding a new job and building your business, overcoming life's big challenges and making sense out of chaos, and living with passion and joy. Join us Mondays at noon Pacific for Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair. See conversationslive.net for show schedule and guest information. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Nice choice, Eric. Peekaboo. Thank you. Yeah, well, in honor of Peekaboo. Yeah. He is gifted in that way. (laughs) Song choices that match the topic or something like that. He's great. I always like to say there was one time he even found, I think I was talking to Gene Dodds about, uh, Dr. Gene Dodds about thyroid, and he found a song didn't you that talked about the thyroid or something like yes, that? It's yeah. like, how did you do that? Well, it uh, was a big hit, the thyroid song. Well, by, yes, uh, <laughs> clearly. Um, okay. Who doesn't think of that rocking song, out maybe? to thyroid music? Okay, so we're back with Dr. Donna Kelleher and Kara Anderson, who's the um, human of one of the human of humans of Peekaboo, the Shih Tzu. She's four years old. And if you missed uh, the first half of the show, we've been telling uh, the story up until this point. So you can find uh, this show in its entirety and all of our almost 300 episodes in a number of different places on our website, DogRadioShow.com, which just relaunched on Monday. And there's a um, whole bunch of great stuff going on there, um, new stuff that's added, Uh, blog. I've posted some articles that I've written and I'll continue to add blog posts and some of my favorite videos and, of course, all of our um, episodes archived on the website on the podcast page. So you can listen to all of our shows there right from your computer. Just make sure you have your volume on. You can also go to iTunes and download us for free as a free audio podcast on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. I post all of our shows directly to our Facebook page so that you can listen to them and just click on the post. That's super easy, too. So lots of easy ways to listen. So let's jump back in. And now we were talking about um, basically where we are now with this dog's story of having her life saved by Dr. Donna Kelleher and the commitment of her humans, um, Kara and Margaret, and, of course, the dog herself. So she was diagnosed with a um, some uh, something called GME, which is um, autoimmune, and what, and autoimmune, or it is autoimmune? I think in this case they
1: would, I think everyone would agree it was autoimmune. Okay.
0: She was, you know, given, uh, they say that generally dogs live about two years from the onset of the um, disease, and they were trying to figure out, well, when did it start? We don't know, thinking, okay, how much time do we have left with our year old dog. And I met them on the street, told them to see Dr. Kelleher, and they did. And so here we are. The dog is very much so recovered. She still has some symptoms, but is uh, tremendously recovered and continuing to do so. And so basically where we are in the story after Kara and Margaret took peekaboo to see specialists and had an MRI and all this kind of stuff now starts the process of the holistic approach where... Donna, you did a uh, muscle testing, innate um, muscle testing and figured out that there was a blockage um, that was caused by a reaction to a distemper vaccine that hadn't cleared. And so you worked on that and, and, and a lot of that neck pain and you worked on that with acupuncture.
1: Yeah, acupuncture, also a little bit of chiropractic in there. And um, then mainly I, I think the first thing I was thinking was, oh, let's get this dog on a different diet. And I think that's where Kara came in.
2: <laughs>
0: so we were talking about um, the the holistic approach and how that was new for you and Margaret. Mm-hmm. Yep. So tell us a little bit about your experience of that first visit also where, where Dr. Kelleher is saying this, this, and this, and the blockage, and da-da, and the acupuncture, and all this kind of stuff, and the muscle testing, and you
2: guys are like, what? <laughs> well, this was amazing. So we reached out to Dr. Kelleher, and she responds immediately with an hour and a half appointment, which was like, oh my God, someone to focus just on our dog for a, an extended period of time. Imagine that. It was really, really nice. It was refreshing, because again, at this point, we had we were so struggling with what to do next. The they kept saying just up the prednisone or try to wean her off the prednisone, but then she'd start to tremble and pant, and we just couldn't get an end game in place, no matter what it looked like—saving right. her life or ending her life. It right. was just that we just had no no plan. Okay. So, Dr. Kelleher sets us up for an hour and a half, and and she meets Peekaboo, and she ne- immediately notices the tongue, which I, you know, we wouldn't have never noticed anything like that. But she um she wants to do this. It's the muscle testing, right? And you know, I went with it, like, okay, that's fine. I'm happy to do whatever. I mean, at this point, we don't have any yeah. options, and this is our last resort. And she spends a long time with Peekaboo, a long time looking at the history. And she, she takes my hand, and we form a circle, circle around Peekaboo, and she goes over all these, what looked to me, the same vial multiple <laughs> times because yeah. they're all clear liquid. Yeah. But she has them all organized with different chicken and distemper and rabies and whatever. Yeah. And she finds a distemper which is fine. I, I trust everything she says at this point, because she's the only help we have. And, and she's dedicated to helping this dog. And it's not dealing with an assistant or or a, a random veterinarian at one of the clinics that just kind of picks up the case. And um, so we're really excited. I go home and I tell Margaret, she did like this woo woo thing on peekaboo. And Margaret's like, what do you mean this woo woo thing? And I said, it's a bizarre thing. We, She took my hand and we did this circle thing. And and she found distemper, which she thinks might have been vaccination-related. Yeah. And so Margaret didn't understand what I, ta- what I was talking about. But then someone said to us, well, you could do it yourself, and you could do it like on something with sugar. Yeah. And you'll get kind of the same response if yeah. you at all have a weakness or whatever towards sugar. And sure enough, we tried to simulate it at home, and, and our hands fell completely down when we yeah. went to put them in a bowl of sugar. You know, yeah. I, it was weird. So anyway, yeah. so we're already like, wow, she might be on to something. <laughs> and so from there... We're totally excited to be working with her. We bring Peekaboo back. She starts these acupuncture sessions, and and um, I just can't—I've never done anything like this before. I've never done an Eastern approach to anything. I mean, I've always been Western medicine just, yeah. it, just because, fortunately, I haven't had any chronic issues that haven't been solved by, yeah. you know, a little pill.
0: Okay, so you go—they they are— committed to seeing you whenever you tell them to, right? And following your protocol, Dr. Kelleher. So th- so from your perspective, what are the layers that you peel back? So you clear the dis- the blockage from the distemper vaccine. So what's next?
1: Yeah, um yeah, and it just I think we only did it once. I mean, I think mm-hmm. altogether I've seen this dog uh, 9 or 10 do- times. We're kind of down to once every month or less than that now. It's kind of cool. Um, But anyway, uh, yeah, so basically at the same time as you clear the blockage, both with herbs and acupuncture, you also want to nurture the organs in the body so Mm -hmm. that that, that there's a chance of, you know, obviously kind of self-healing. And so basically that diet was huge, and it was just um, a combination of, I think we did cooked meat, Mm -hmm. a little organ meat, a little raw vegetables, um, like an eighth of a cup of raw vegetables, and then a number of different little supplements, like a little magnesium, I thought, for the nervous system. I had to make sure there was enough B vitamins and calcium for the nervous system. All of that's really important. Anything I could think of that would benefit the nervous system. Um, The organ meat was because this dog had a pale tongue, and so it was sort of like treating the dog, the dog's constitution. And then once we did that, um, we started to right away clear the vaccines with homeopathics too. We used sui, um, occidentalis 30C. We used one pellet, I think, I can't remember, Kara, but maybe daily or something. And then we, I never had to do another distemper clearing. All of it was was acupuncture at that point. We used a lot of Gallbladder and triple heater ber- meridi- uh, points. Which, um, w- what it was, was it was a blockage of the xiaoyang. And I don't know if any of your listeners know about that kind of thing, but anyway. And then we did some um, herbs that help with inflammation, herbs like with Boswellia, um, and a little bit. I did a little bit of demulcent herbs like marshmallow, plantain. We did something called Vivo Zeo Clear, which was clearing. So I cleared the toxins from the vaccine, not only um, through the herbs and through the diet and through the energetic treatment, um, you know, but also with the acupuncture. So, in a, and with the homeopathics, too. So we actually came at it from four ways and they're all wonderful, holistic treatments with no side effects.
0: So, so acupuncture, nutrition, herbs and homeopathics.
1: Yeah. And mm-hmm. I just said, you know what? This thing, this thing is just. There's no way we can have this be the way it is. And maybe a lot of people would have done like one at a time and let's just kind of you know, and to me it was like, okay, I didn't think I had a lot of time here. I, I, and yeah, actually, I see here that Kara reported the very second treatment was like doing better, better energy. We started to clear, we started to reduce the pred right away. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so that's the kind of time frame we're looking at. But it looks like to me by the end of June, we, we already had our first little stumbling block. We had trembling a little head pressing and a one oh three three temperature mm-hmm. um and so we did have a little bump in the road, and maybe Kara wants to talk about that
2: um yeah, we did it, and or, I mean it just panic sets in because it felt like <laughs> it felt like we were going backwards again, but mm-hmm. uh Dr. Kelleher was right on it. she's like let's let's give you let's give her free and easy, and we do the Chinasng shui, mm-hmm. and this is all Greek to me, right, but um. And the thing also Dr. Kelleher did she just kept staying so positive. This is, yeah. I, I can totally, you know, you've got to believe. Yeah, Peekaboo believes. I believe. You have yeah. to believe. Trust her body. Yeah. All that. yeah. And, and, but yeah. boy, every time something, we did take a step back, like the trembling would start or the, or the panting or something, I would panic. Yeah. And Dr. Kelleher would be like, it's okay, or... Up this, give her more of this herb or some yep. herbs or something. It's you know? a it's
1: a process. It's like yeah. a it's like a fine art, you know. It it, it 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 well. And I think what happened was I was like, oh, good. This is an easy autoimmune disease. I'll just go ahead and start her right away on the adrenal because I could see there was this big adrenal problem too, which was caused by the steroids. So what I did was I, I prematurely put her, and this is my mistake, but I, I, I put her on an adrenal strengthener that was too strong at that level um, in her disease process. So it, it's common, though, with holistic medicine to get a bump in the road. But see, we what we do is we go, we're not going to suppress that. We are just going to realize that that's a bump in the road. And, and of course, the symptoms are never as bad as they are to begin with. I mean, obviously, if she had a seizure or was blind or something, I would have been like, okay, we need to figure something yeah, else out. Yeah. And I may have I may have had her up the pred at that point for a little bit. Who knows? Yeah, but at yeah. this point, I was kind of just like, you know what? This is um, a situation where I use too much of these stimulating kind of herbs too early. Mm-hmm. And we just scaled back on those, did some more blockage type, anti-blockage kind of stuff, helped de- detox her and... Added in a couple little different acupuncture protocol, and I think that took care of it, huh, Kara? Really quick, within a couple of yeah.
0: I have I have a question for you, Doctor Kelleher, um, which is actually something I've thought of for a while. Um, What combination, and I assume there's a combination of um, observation and knowledge and intuition in your process. Because um, it seems well, like I don't
1: know. That's it's I mean weather. not like
0: a I don't I'm not asking for like a percentage, but like you know it seems because I I mean I say this all the time when I'm working with behavior or evaluating behavior, mm-hmm. I'm a, a lot of times paying attention to how I feel like. Well, yeah, I f- I feel well, like yeah. I feel like the dog is doing this because the dog feels this way, as opposed to like, mm-hmm. well, the dog did this behavior and blah blah blah. So I know that there's like there's. uh, You know, you look at you, for example, you know, you're looking at the tongue, you're Mm -hmm. you're doing the Nate, you're, you know, all this kind of stuff. But like, do you do you feel like there's where you you just kind of have a hit about something or you're like, I, I," you know,
1: well, I think that it depends on the day, you know, and where my brain is or whatever. But I think I use a combination. I really do, because I will line up all the objective things like the tongue color and like the pulse. Um, and the history, and a little bit what might be going on at home, and things like that. This, these are all kind of, I think, more objective things. But then, yeah, I'll kind of like there was never a doubt in my mind that this dog would get better at all. I mean, I was just like, and I've had, a, I have a lot of autoimmune dogs, so yeah. and they generally get better. So I guess it's cheating a little bit. You've got that history behind you, but yeah. um, I've been doing this for 20 years, but. Um, But, yeah, so I think there is some intuition with it because, like, as soon as she got the – like, as soon as this dog um, went backwards a little bit and got a little fever and stuff, I was like – I just went, okay – I'm, I, there's something that I'm probably doing wrong, you know, and yeah. I kind of just did that. And then I, and I went, is it anything at home? And with these guys, I kind of got the feeling that it wasn't anything at home, that yeah. it was all due to this dog's imbalance and, mm-hmm. you know, but, but sometimes I get, wow, there's something going on at home, you know, and I, and mm-hmm. I, so yeah, I do, I do use intuition. I guess I, I have to say I do.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I think it's also, like you said, that the the experience of, you know, it almost turns into, you almost, it becomes part of you when you've worked with so many dogs with, you know, autoimmune diseases. And you've seen so, you know, or like, and from me, from a behavioral perspective, like, how many times have I seen a dog that's leash reactive towards other dogs? Like... I don't even know how many. Lots. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, gosh, I've seen this so many times that you can almost, like, you know, figuratively, it's like you can smell whether it's this or that, you know, whether it's, you know, one thing or the other. Anyway, I just kind of wanted to ask you about that because I have a sense that...
1: Some you of it's know. probably not conscious, you know. Yeah. I, I hate to say it. <laughs> yeah. I wish we were all conscious, but I'm thinking <laughs> that there's a, quite a bit that's like, yeah, yeah you're just going, I'm just <clears throat> going with how this feels. So,
0: Okay, so we have to take another quick break and listen to our fabulous partners who make this show possible. And then when we come back, we're going to tell the rest of this fabulous story about uh, Peekaboo and her journey towards health with uh, Dr. Kelleher and the commitment of her humans. So we'll be back in just a few minutes. You'll listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Hey, Dog Show fans. Does something stink in your home or car? Pure Air is a powerful odor eliminator that is the only natural food-grade product in its category. It works on bedding, kennels, litter boxes, urine, vomit, poop, even skunk spray. You know, all the fun smells our pets bring into our home. It's so non-toxic that you can literally eat it, a requirement for our home and our dogs. Spray Pure Air on anything you can put water on and let your nose watch the odor disappear. Ask for Pure Air in stores that specialize in natural, non-toxic products for home. Or visit DogRadioShow.com for a link to their website. I'm Julie Forbes, your host of The Dog Show. Pure Air is the only odor eliminator you'll find in my home. You'll love it. This is Julie Forbes, dog training, behavior, and nutrition specialist and owner of Sensitive Dog, thoughtful guidance for you and your dog. If your dog needs basic obedience training, a behavior evaluation, or food consultation, I can help you. Call me at 206-372-7399 or visit my website, www.sensitivedog.com. I teach group obedience classes, in-home lessons, and evaluations, and a two-week intensive training program called Higher Education. Again, I'm Julie Forbes, Seattle's dog Behavior. behavior, training, and nutrition specialist, www.sensitivedog.com.
1: Radio with no added hormones or preservatives. All
0: natural alternative talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back to the dog show with Julie Forbes. All right. In this last segment that we have, um, so basically, um, over time, so very shortly after treatment started, Peekaboo started showing you, Kara and Margaret, that she was feeling better. You noticed her energy coming back and, you know, little by little over time with patience and some adjustments as her body let you know that something needed to be adjusted, or let um Dr. Kelleher know that there was, you know, something that just needed to be adjusted. We are now several months away from it. So just tell us quickly. How is Peekaboo now? And then we're going to um, talk to go back to Dr. Kelleher about some takeaways.
2: Sure, uh, Peekaboo's doing fantastic. She's about nine pounds. Her black coat is coming back in. Um, she's still a little bit gray and white on the head and her feet, but it's we just love that her coat's coming back. She um, lost some teeth due to the cushions, so I don't think we'll get those back. She's still blind in her right eye, but um, mm. Her left eye, I think it's getting stronger vision because for a long time she couldn't like jump up on the bed at night. Yeah. And now she can do that. So it, we, we, we think that some of her vision's returning, but not out of the right eye. And she's just thriving. She's Great. back to her 100% all day long again. Personality. And, yep. Great. Okay. Dr. Kelleher,
0: um, we have about three minutes. <laughs> how do you recognize immune-mediated me- immune illness? I think that's how you said it.
1: Yeah, I mean, what would be really nice if people could kind of recognize it early on, and I'm not sure that it's always possible. And, and certainly they don't need to blame themselves when when it's not, because you know sometimes it's all of a sudden like maybe Peekaboo is like this is like all of a sudden you have got a problem. Right. But sometimes, especially I'm thinking about German Shepherds, I'm thinking about Labs, I'm thinking about a lot of dogs that do get a number of autoimmune or immune-mediated issues um, or even allergies. It it can happen young, like at 6 months old, 4 months old, um, 11 months old, and these dogs start doing something abnormal, and the people kind of ignore it, like Mm. itching a lot, like Mm -hmm. having diarrhea for unknown reasons, like... I don't know, um, just not acting or sometimes, yeah, even having fevers of unknown origin or, you know, strange things like that. And the people, sometimes, you know, you go to the vet and the vet gives you antibiotics or the vet gives you steroids. Well, you've got a young dog and, I mean, I'm just trying to get people to think that's a point where you might want to think about holistic options and especially protecting the GI tract um, Mm -hmm. with excellent uh, probiotics. prebiotics probiotics so in my mind the absolute opposite thing than doing
0: antibiotics
1: (laughs) would be to build up the healthy flora because now we're even recognized this in human medicine is like that healthy you know the flora that we are born with and that we die with it stays with us our whole lives if it gets destroyed altered messed up in any way then our bodies will our immune system will be confused it's like a little pathway so the very thought of putting these animals on antibiotics—sometimes, if you can ever avoid that—even puppy pyoderma, you know—that's what the vets do. They'll just kind of put them on antibiotics. And I'm saying, no, let's try to go to a holistic vet. Let's try to nurture that immune system. Let's yeah. try to just not go down the immune-mediated path at a young age. So, and trying to recognize those symptoms early, I think is a good is a good option.
0: And to check out, you know, to to get connected with a holistic veterinarian more towards the beginning of the process rather than if, you know, if, if it doesn't work out with, you know, to just go there first and, and see, see what you can do. And also I just want to echo, and I talk about this all over the place all the time on the show and with everybody I meet pretty much is nutrition. Oh my gosh. Most important thing to health as you're talking about the, 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 you know, taking care of the GI tract and, You know, the cells of the body and all that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, getting the dogs off of processed food and onto something that they're really more designed to eat is so, so, so important. Mm -hmm. Um, So Dr. Kelleher's website is wholepetvet.com, W-H-O-L-E, petvet.com. And she's got a lot of great resources on that website, um, uh, blog articles, uh, nutritional information. Definitely check that out from wherever you're listening from. And um, you can always go to the AVHMA, which is the um, uh, the sort of website that can refer you to a holistic veterinarian in your area. Yeah, A-A-H-B-M-A. H um, thank you. <clears throat> yep, yep. Um, And then we're, I mean, I could be here for a while, um, but we are at the end of the show. So Dr. Kelleher, thank you so much for being here with us today and for the great work that you do and um, saving lives of animals like Peekaboo. Oh, thank you so much. And Kara, thank you to you and Margaret for the patience and commitment to your dog and sticking with the process. And it's a happy, it's a real, real happy story. So uh, we will be back next Wednesday live at 2 p.m. Thanks for listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes.